Football, football, and football. That's all we're talking about today. Coming up next on Six Inside. Quan, cut the music. Aiden's not here. He's on a flight to Indianapolis. Seattle will be there tomorrow, but he's with us today. Uh, yep. And then we also have Kylie. So, like, yeah, I, yeah. we're doing a lot of football stuff. So, boys, let's dive right in. What division do we want to talk about first? We had a heated discussion about the AFC South. AFC so, why don't we just, yeah, yeah I think we should just send that it. right away. So, uh, just before we start, we're probably just going to do division picks to start off the episode and then we'll go into some award winners and then at the end we'll just talk about your week one bets so stay tuned so you know how to make money for the first week of the season anyway uh we get who so okay we'll do seattle first uh who's gonna win the division in this (laughs) i uh i uh i actually think the titans will probably win the division i think they do have the the best chance because of their offense um, they're just so stacked at receiver, and obviously Derrick Henry is still going to be a complete, you know, stud. And um, Ryan Tannehill has been, you know, a completely different quarterback since joining Tennessee. I expect that to continue. Obviously, there are some question marks on defense, but uh, like if this if this division race is going to be very tight, and I think they have probably the best chance of winning. But, I mean, the Colts and I, I think the Jaguars could be a sleeper as well, um, given, you know, if Trevor Lawrence can really unlock the potential of the receivers that they have. I, I, I'm going to hop on real quick before you go on your Colts rant, Kylie. But I really like – I for similar reasons, I really like the Titans. And I'm going to copy what Aiden said because I totally agree. He, what he said in the group chat, uh, he said that the defense – is going to kind of be negated for the Titans based off of how their play style is with the Derrick Henry rushing style. Uh, A lot of these teams that play the Titans aren't going to have a whole lot of opportunities to score just because of the possessions that the Titans are coming out with, with these long drives that Derrick Henry is going to be taking. So yeah, the defense is definitely a question mark, but I think it's going to be negated by a lot just because teams are going to have a lot less opportunities to score in these games. And I'm just, I'm also pretty traditional in the sense that I think quarterback play is going to be the most important thing to win a division. Um, being a Green Bay Packer fan, obviously, I'm used to good quarterbacks. So <laughs> I just don't love the fact that Wentz hasn't played like himself since 2017. And I know it's a different team, different situation, better line. But even so, the throws that he was making last season weren't throws that even if he was throwing to Julio Jones and Devontae Adams, those still aren't throws that are probably going to be completed. Just he looked completely lost. So if that changes, definitely a different tune to what I'm saying for the Colts. But I just trust Ryan Tannehill a lot more. I think he's just – he's been so good since he's been on Tennessee. Obviously, that helps when teams are stacking the box to stop the most dominant-looking running back we've probably seen in the last 10 years. So uh, I don't know. I'm going Titans here. I do agree it's closer than what – so also Aiden thinks the Titans are going to win, and he thinks it's going to be a landslide. But that's besides the point. Kylie, go ahead with your Colts takes. So (laughs) I believe that the Colts have the top – Best roster in the AFC South, top to bottom, no question about it. Um, everyone sleeps on the Colts every single year. And sure, there's question marks at quarterback with Carson Wentz. But if you, like, look at our roster and actually follow, like, the team and, like, every, every – like, arguably, I think, except our outside linebacker, uh, 
Zaire Franklin. I think arguably every single person on the defense could be in contention for a Pro Bowl spot. Um, in terms of Wentz, yeah, he's been pretty brutal the last few years, but he's walking into a, a situation where he had his best year under our head coach, Frank Reich. He's actually got a decent O-line, which last year the Eagles O-line was all injured and he had no time to throw. And he's also throwing to his best receiver was like Greg Ward Jr. who played quarterback in college. So obviously the Colts don't have the best receivers and Wentz is a question mark, but we have arguably one of the best O-lines in the NFL and we have three very capable running backs that are running behind that. So Wentz only needs to be put in a position where he doesn't need to just in a position where like, it's just don't mess up. You only have to make the throws that like we're setting up where they'll probably be open. It'll be a lot of play action. And I just think it's a, it's a way better situation. I think like special teams defense and like, I think the gap between the Colts defense to the Titans defense is bigger than the offensive gap. That's totally fair. Uh, one last thing before we move on, I just want to ask Chris this to see if he's in agreement. Do you really do you do you agree with him that the roster top to bottom is better, Colts versus Titans? I think it's a lot closer than top to bottom definitive. Yeah, I I don't know if I completely agree with the fact like with the statement about like the the defensive and the offensive gap. I, I mean, I really feel like. I really feel like the um, the Titans offense is, you know, easily like a top five offense in the NFL. So many weapons, especially in the red zone. And while I do, I do feel like the Colts defense is good. Um, there were definitely some moments last year, like when DeForest Buckner was out versus the Titans, like in that game, they couldn't stop the run at all. And I don't feel like they've really done anything to really, mitigate that their front seven is still very reliant on him being healthy obviously getting quitty pay in the first round was a really good uh, acquisition but he's still a rookie we don't ne- we don't necessarily know how much of an impact he will make right away um the report the early reports have been very positive but you know the rest of their defensive line is like pretty solid to average so it's i i feel like they're that they're their front seven isn't as good as i feel like they are in like in coverage you know, with Blackman and, and Darius Leonard, and they managed to get a lot of really good production out of Xavier Rhodes last year. I feel like their strength of their defense is in the coverage more so than in like the pass rush and defending the run. And so if they're going to miss, if they ever, if they miss a player like Darius Leonard or DeForest Buckner, I think that's really going to hurt them. And so uh, I don't think it's as complete of a unit as the Titans offense is like, if you, if, if like Julio Jones decides to take a game off or something, I don't feel like they would really miss a beat. I mean, they would, they would definitely be a lot worse off, but I feel like that they have the depth at, at, you know, all those positions to be able to keep, keep the pace. Uh, um, but yeah, I feel like any of these teams, if they were to have like a major inj- injury, you know, it, it, it's going to really affect them overall. Um, yeah, you so, can say the same uh, thing about like any team. Though. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, for sure, for sure. For <laughs> like, so who? Like, so who are the Titans' weapons if Julio Jones gets hurt like he has every single year the last four years? AJ Brown still. 
AJ Brown, they lost Johnny Smith. Their tight ends irrelevant. Their other receivers are irrelevant. Ferkster's not bad. And Jonah Smith was injured for like most of the season last year anyway. And then they still have Derrick Henry, who's Derrick Henry. Yeah. If if Derrick Henry gets hurt, they're screwed. Well, yeah, they're going to be terrible. But what I'm saying. We will be more fine on defense than if Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, or AJ Brown gets hurt. Well, I'd say Derrick Henry. Have you ever heard of Grover Stewart? Derrick Henry would be a big, a huge injury for the Titans because they have literally nobody behind him that would be productive enough. But but it's like I feel like if they were like they they did sign Josh Reynolds and they have like Marcus Johnson's like a pretty solid wide receiver. Yeah, our practice squad guy that we cut. But he's like you know like he like he's not like he he's like from a he's also he's gonna be a fourth string guy like exactly and Josh Reynolds is like a a very solid like third receiver like he like he was he was very he was buried in the Rams death chart but was always very productive when he played and you got to think Kylie a lot of these guys are going to be going up against the single coverage especially and teams are going to be stacking the box for Henry so yeah these receivers might not be productive like if they're on a different team but this is probably the best rushing team in the NFL. So from that sense, these like the wide receiver play just has to be good. Like Corey Davis took a huge step up when Derrick Henry got a lot better. And when uh, Tannehill got there, like before that Corey Davis was looked at as a bust and now he's looked at as a team captain on the jets. So like, it's all, it's all relative um, situational situationally. And like, obviously if Derrick Henry gets injured, yeah, the Titans are definitely screwed. They're no longer the favorite for that AFC. South. that's cut and dry. Definitely. But besides that, I'd say if Julio or AJ Brown misses time, I don't think that's as big of a deal as long as they're both out. Because yeah. obviously, if you're missing your wide receiver one and wide receiver two, you're going to struggle no matter what team you are. Right, and that's all I was trying to say about the receivers is I like they. I mean, they could probably wouldn't be able to survive without both. But that with one yeah. only LV, like they would probably be able to get by because they still have their identity intact. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to. Uh, that's in morning right now, either in morning or in celebration, depending on who you are, the AFC North. Uh, if you haven't heard, us Edwards, torn ACL, bigger news. Marcus <laughs> Peters, torn ACL, bigger news. J.K. Dobbins, torn ACL. Is Justice Hill also ACL? Yeah, Torres yeah, Achilles. Maybe they should move Achilles. practice facilities. <laughs> like, oh, it's Achilles. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of tears going on. Uh, this is probably, the, before that, those injuries, this is probably the most exciting division in the AFC. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, definitely top to bottom. Uh, even the Bengals look at least good for the fourth best team, uh, at least coming in. Um, who we got here, guys? We'll go same order. Chris, you can go first. Yeah. Um, to I love the Browns in this division. They, I love them even more now because of the injuries that have had what happened with Baltimore. Um, I did like Baltimore a lot going into the year, but it does look like uh, – they might, they'll still be a really good team, but I don't know, you know, especially with losing Peters and like their whole planned out running back core. I, I don't know if they will win the Super Bowl, but they still be a very solid team and probably will make the playoffs. But I love the Browns and what they have done this year. They've looked complete on all sides of the ball. And it really all comes down to whether or not Baker Mayfield can really keep being consistent like he was at the end of last season. Um, their schedule is pretty favorable, especially early on. Um, so I really feel like uh, they'll have a great chance, especially, you know, you know, they'll be very motivated going into Kansas City week one. And if they were to, you know, somehow win, the, win that game, which I think they do have a chance of winning, um, 
uh, that would be that. I think that would get them a huge opportunity of maybe even getting the first overall seed in the AFC. Um, I think they're, I think they're that good. Um, they're honestly probably my AFC pick to come out to the Super Bowl. Um, I love them that much. I really feel like they're a complete team. But uh, outside of that, um, the Steelers, I really don't feel very confident at all. Um, even, although their defense is very good, I expect they'll regress a lot from last season. It's just so hard for a defense to play that elite um, uh, so consistently, especially when they have so many questions on the offensive side of the ball. Even though they took Najee Harris in the first round, I felt like they really needed to beef up their offensive line, which has not been as good as it has been in years past. And even though they have a decent receiving core, Big Ben, I don't know if he can really handle the kind of uh, 30 to 40 pass attempt workload that they're giving him. It's just, it's just, that's just a ton of volume for him at his age. And he's not as accurate as used to be. And I feel like a lot, like with, with those receivers, you know, if you're not getting the ball to like that talent, it's, it's just going to really hurt their offense, especially since they they don't really have a, a really consistent running game that we've seen yet. I I agree. When they took Najee in the first round, I was like, yeah, you didn't have a run run production, but I don't think that's because James Conner or any of the running backs that they had behind him were necessarily like watched or anything. It's just because they have a bottom 10 offensive line in the NFL. They didn't. And I totally agree. They didn't, if they address that position in the off season, I think maybe not the favorite, but I feel like they could have at least pushed for the, for the best uh, team in the AFC North. But yeah. at this point, I, I'm in agreement. I think they're just a worse version of what the Ravens are going to be this year uh, with a very good defense and, like, good players on offense, but not, like, a complete offense. Um, so I'm I'm with you. I think the Browns are the best team in this division by – Yeah, say go for thing? it. Yeah, I just want to say I, I do really like the Bengals a lot too. We were talking about this earlier about how we're – kind of unsure about their offensive line. I think they did make enough improvements there to at least be competitive though. And they do have some solid weapons. I think their defense, especially if getting Trey Hendrickson in the off season, like, you know, they're going to, they have some solid pass rushers now and their secondary is very solid, especially with Jesse Bates, who might be one of the most underrated safeties in the NFL. Um, He was like first or second, I believe in PFF grading for safeties last season. Um, yeah, he was, he was really up there elite grading and they just got, uh, W. Wuzier from the Cowboys. Maybe this would be a better system for him. You know, they have a lot more experience there on defense now. So I feel like they could potentially be a team that could sneak up there and surprise people kind of like the Jags. Yeah, I can see that. So going off that point, I think this division will come down to who can have like the best record in division against the Bengals. I think they're going to be a team that can win a game or two against some of these division teams. And I think that's going to like make the difference because I think it's very close. I agree with you guys. I think the Browns will take it. I think, like you said, Seattle, they're solid all around. Even if Nick Chubb gets hurt, they have Kareem Hunt. Like that's no, no other team has that. And, um, you know, Odell coming back. It's just another focus for the defense. Who knows what what kind of shape he'll come back in, but it's it's still another thought for the defense. It'll open up other avenues for the for that offense behind a very good O line, and that defense just keeps getting better and better. So, 
I personally think that one of the Ravens or Steelers misses the playoffs. I'm not sure which. It looks like I'm kind of leaning that the Ravens, with all these injuries coming down, I think I think other than the O-line, the Steelers are built pretty solidly. They have four very capable receivers. We'll see what Big Ben's in shape of. And, I mean, Najee has been making plays forever. So I think he'll come in and be pretty solid. And then their defense, as we know, is is really good. So um, if they can stay healthy, I think they edge it out over the over the Ravens. All right. Any last words? Otherwise, we'll move on. Sorry, Paul, if we jinxed it. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's, Paul's, if Paul's listening to this, yeah. our Browns fan, he's yelling at us from across the across the river in Cincinnati. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. Um, AFC East. Let's do that next. That sounds like fun. It could be honestly, this could be a fun division too. Yeah, I think the Bills still lose, but be. but I, I really like the Dolphins, and I think the Patriots. If we're talking offensive lines that are dominant, the Patriots probably have a top three. Can can I say top one? They have the best yeah. offensive line in the NFL. The Patriots, I think they do. yeah, arguably. That's um, yeah. So if Mac Jones is even just any good, I think this team is going to be. I think the Patriots are going to be awesome because when. I'll give you credit, Seattle. Here, you said that the Patriots have a ha, had a chance at the AFC East, and I was like, no, they don't. And then I looked, at, like I kind of looked at like the way their roster was constructed a little more. Like they have a lot of great defenders coming back because you've got to think they who are they missing? They're missing McCourty from High Tower. High Tower. They were yeah. missing some key players from who sat out last year from COVID and injuries and different things. So the Patriots are bringing back a majority of a core that's been to a billion Super Bowls. And Van so, Noy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Holy shit. They have Ben Neubeck. Yeah. The Dolphins okay. cut him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I yeah. didn't even know that. So anyway, I'm, I'm still going bills here because Josh Allen's my dude, but I think the Patriots might have a better chance than most people are like definitely plus three fifty. That's great value. As you were saying, Christopher. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to kind of elaborate on that. I, I, I feel like, like if, if the bills like don't really have any issues with COVID and be, you know, the, their unvaccination stuff going on, I don't want to get too into that. Um, but uh, like they should win the division like pretty easily. Like they are, they are the best team. They yeah. just have so much going on offense. Um, and then, you know, and they're and Sean McDermott's a, a great head coach. So I, you know, I expect him to be able to kind of manage the situation well enough to be able to kind of get it done. But if they do have trouble, I think the Patriots have enough going on potential wise where they could upset them. They made a lot of solid additions in the off season, you know, getting some receivers like Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, you know, to supplement already, you know, Jacoby Myers just really took a step forward last season and getting John and Hunter Henry. Like those are yeah. two great receiving tight ends with an offensive line. Like, Mac Jones has to be thrilled being able to start the whole season with the, all these weapons. Um, and not to mention that they have arguably, in my opinion, maybe the best front seven in the NFL, like, the, like Judon guy, uh, Derek wise, you know, they have Uche who they drafted last year was very solid. Um, and even Christian Barmore from Alabama, like so the, uh, he's going to be insane. And you know, he's getting, good getting high tower back and they can, they just have so many different ways that could throw 
um, looks at you, whether it be in the nickel or dime packages, because especially getting Dugar last year, like he was very solid. And like you said, getting McCordy back, like they have, they have so many different coverage options as well. I expect Belichick to, he's thrilled with the roster that he has going into the season. And um, I just kind of like them a little bit more than other teams like the dolphins as well, because uh you know, I think the Dolphins, even though they have made some good improvements, like not having Will Fuller for that first game against the Patriots is going to suck just in terms of the division race. Um, um, but overall, I feel like their their season, you know, they should be pretty solid. And I and you know, but it, it, it all comes down to whether or not Tua can be more consistent than he was last year because there were some games mm-hmm. where Tua was just like awful especially in like the last game of the season against the bills where basically the bills you know only played their starters for a half and he was just like completely lost in a game that they had to win to be able to have a chance to make the playoffs um so yeah i feel like it really comes down to the bills and the patriots in terms of the division um but i also feel like the jets as well even though they won't i don't think they you know well, I don't think they will, you know, be a threat for the division or anything. If Zach Wilson is competent this first year, they, I feel like they do have some, they have, do have some good weapons and I like Robert Sala. Uh, you know, they're getting a lot of players back, especially, um, you know, they're hopefully they'll finally have a full season with a uh, uh, CJ Mosley as a starting middle linebacker. <laughs> but like, if they can have all those things happen and stay healthy, I mean, I don't think they're going to be that bad. Like they should be able to sneak out like seven or eight wins. So I feel like this division should seven be seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, a lot. Uh, yeah. For the, for the jets. I feel like if they're the jets get that many wins that I feel like a jets fan should be happy. Um, well, that's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like this this is a very solid division, but um, if the Bills can just you know keep stay healthy all year and not have dealing with any COVID issues, they should be able to win easily. Bennett, yeah, I've I I I think the Bills are going to win. I have thought that, but there's just this thing that I keep thinking of that the Patriots are coming for it. Um, I hate to say it because. Obviously, they were the biggest Colts rival for a long time as I was growing up. So I just absolutely One hate them. Rivalry, maybe, but um, yeah, I think all, if you look at all four of these teams, they're all set up for the future. All their quarterbacks are like mm-hmm. under twenty-five years old. They all have pretty solid, decent pieces. Even the Jets, like they made a lot of decent moves this offseason. I think. Sal is a serious coach. I mean, you just got to get rid of all the things associated with Gase and just that's (laughs) – they did a lot of that with the whole roster reconstruction. So, I think they have a lot of solid young pieces that will compete. And I do do think the Dolphins will be good. I think Tua getting one of his receivers that he's played with, that will definitely help a lot, especially with his confidence. It seems like his confidence is one thing that's been off. He doesn't trust the windows. In the NFL, the windows are almost always shut. You just got to fit it in and, like, make the throws by throwing it back shoulder, leading them, 
you know, pretty much unless it's someone gets absolutely broken, there's going to be someone covering him. So he just got to get the confidence to make those throws. And I think this receiver that he has that familiarity with will come in and help. And then you also have Gusecki, solid tight end, and Devontae Parker and Will Fuller coming. So solid weapons. We'll see how the O-line holds up. They have a good defense, as we know. So I think it'll be a really competitive division. But I think the Bills and the Patriots will be fighting for the top. I agree. I think we can move on. We kind of covered that. Okay, let's go on. Last team or last division in the AFC, the AFC West. Um, what are you guys thinking from this one? I uh, I think the Chiefs, you know, definitely. Yeah, I was like, going to say know, besides like the they, Chiefs. <laughs> like they, it's kind of hard not to say the Chiefs. Like, they've been so good, and they're like – they have so much talent at so many key positions. However, I do think if there's any year that they could slip up a little bit, it could be this one just with how many new starters they have on the offensive line. They're starting three rookies or three first-year players as the uh, on their offensive line outside of getting Joe Thune, you know, in the offseason. I feel like that like, – it's just – I feel like that's just a lot of turnover, you know, especially it, – it, it, you could almost argue a little bit of an overreaction to what happened in the Super Bowl in a way. They got you know. Orlando Brown also. And they and Orlando Brown, yeah, right. And uh, but he's isn't he going to miss some games to start the season? Um, uh, not that I'll check it out while you talk. Yeah, I um, I uh, I was I'm, I wasn't sure about that, but uh, he may you know he, he should, maybe he is starting at left tackle right away. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, no, they should be they should be a lot better there. Even but you know there still be there could be the chance that you know it doesn't work out the way they thought it would. Um, and they always have had kind of question marks on defense and with how much better the division is this year, um, you know, the chargers have gotten better and, you know, have a young emerging quarterback and Herbert and the Broncos are literally a, a good QB away from maybe mm-hmm. being a, a, a contender. And mm-hmm. even the Raiders, even though, you know, their defense looks pretty abhorrent, um, you know, their offense, you know, is, could be, could be interesting. And I always feel like Derek Carr is a little underrated. Um, and like they do have, they do have a, a decent depth at receiver. And if Henry Ruggs is able to take a step forward and, and Darren Waller has been insane um, recently, I feel like they have, they have decent, they have decent talent there. Uh, so I feel like if there's any team I would pick, to kind of maybe come up and pose a little bit of threat. It would honestly be the Raiders because I think that they're, they're a little underrated um, in comparison to some of these other teams, you know, the Broncos have a little bit of question marks, you know, with Teddy Bridgewater, like maybe, I don't know if he can necessarily bring them to the playoffs and the chargers defense has, has been very questionable um, last was very questionable last season and their health is always an issue so I don't know if necessarily the Chargers are ready to take that step forward yet. And I feel like the Raiders, if they can just be competent offensively throughout the season, and if Derek Carr can continue to kind of play that at an improved level under, uh, under Gruden, um, they, should be, they should be, you know, a very solid team. And I can spe- expect them to make the wild card at least. But overall, Raiders? I feel like, yeah, the Raiders, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like they're, I feel like they're, I feel like they have a very favorable schedule as well. 
Um, and uh, I feel like there would be this the second best team in that division next to the Chiefs. Okay, that's I I, I like the Chargers personally. Yeah, I see I see your concerns with the Chargers, but I just I'm a big Herbert guy. Yeah, and, it, and it's I just it's love nothing. the offense. I think I know I see the injuries; they're always injured. I totally agree with that. I just yeah. for sake of argument, I think the Chargers should be the two. I like them to make the wild card. Honestly, if I'm picking a team. I think the last wild card spot is either going to be the Chargers or the Patriots. Those would be my two. I love. I think the Patriots probably have a little better chance, but I, I think it would be a lot more exciting to see the Chargers in the playoffs. So I'm going to root for the Chargers. But I don't really have anything mm-hmm. else to say. I mean, the Chiefs are going to win the division. That's right. Yeah, more than likely the case. Absolutely. Ben, yeah. I yeah, I think the Broncos. I agree with what you were saying. I think they're really a team to look at in this division. Like you said, they're, I think they're a quarterback away also. That defense is super scary. Um, Sertan being put in there also is just crazy. He, he's looked incredible so far. And then you get Von Miller back and Bradley Chubb rushing. That's just crazy. Um, I don't know about the Raiders. I think they're going to be – not very good this year. Um, I think Josh Jacobs showed some regression last year, and they they just let go of like three of their top O linemen, and I'm not sure Alex Leatherwood is coming in to replace that. Um, I I like the Chargers getting um, Derwin James back, but he's been hurt both years. That he's been like a known commodity. So if him and Bosa can stay healthy and then Herbert continues to progress, I think they could definitely sneak in as a wild card. But I'm not sure any of the other three teams out of this division other than the Chiefs make the playoffs just because of the depth in the AFC and the teams competing for a wild card. I can agree with that, as Aiden says. Um. I'm excited to see – this is just really random. I'm excited to see Javante Williams. I think he's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah. They've really been hyping him up. They've called him pretty yeah. much every good player that you can call him. He's been compared <laughs> yeah. to Nick Chubb, I think they compared him to Derrick Henry today. Kamara. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Kamara, yeah. yeah. Just like – so apparently this guy is the best player in the NFL, so I'm really excited to Let's see go. him play. I did like him at UNC, so like I – Yeah. But we'll see. It also <laughs> helped after Michael Carter also. Yeah, especially after seeing UNC absolutely lay an egg against uh, oh my god, Tech. like it, it felt that like was, the, yeah, they talked that about how crazy. big of a loss that was like ten times. Like Javante Williams is gone. <laughs> yeah, when you have two top ten or like two very good running backs, yeah, that's that's always they were a top brutal. ten in the draft for sure. Okay, we'll move on to the NFC. Uh, we'll start with a cakewalk one here. Um, the NFC South. Probably I, the NFC South went from being the most competitive division in football, or at least one of them, to probably being the worst division in football, just competitively. If the Buccaneers don't win this division, it's because half their team got injured. And even if half their team got injured, I still think they'd be the favorites for the division. I'm obviously being a little satirical there because I do think the Saints still have a pretty solid roster. They have a great defense still. But, I mean, it's the Buccaneers to lose, and everybody should know that. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, boys? I, I feel like 
I, I, I completely agree. I mean, I think, I think the bucks, you know, are, you know, primed to make another run, you know, it's insane how much they brought back from last year's team. Like if you really just look at the roster, I mean, and it, and they've even gotten better. I mean, I feel like getting, like getting a player like Giovanni Bernard even is kind of like a solid pickup yeah. for them because like they needed another pass catching back and Brady loves having those. Um, so I feel like, you know, they're, they're just going to be just as good as they were last year, if not better. And I could see this being, a, um, you know, Brady's final kind of really good season. I could see him being an MVP candidate, honestly, with how good they'll be. Um, especially in the red zone, they're going to create so many opportunities and then just play with a ton of confidence this year. And with how, you know, favorable their schedule is, I totally expect them to be the first overall seed going into the playoffs. Um, like the, the only t- the, I will say though, that this, this division, I feel like is a lot more interesting on not from like the, from a wild card aspect, because the saints obviously, you know, have a lot of good talent still, um, obviously Michael Thomas hurts them a lot. Uh, not having my, not my, not having Michael Thomas hurts them a lot. And, and sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a pass. Michael was, Thomas's attitude kind of hurts them in general. So no, right. Yeah. I just, uh, I misspoke there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, um, I, I, uh, I do, I do feel like the saints with, with Jameis as the starter now definitely have some interesting upside, but the, the, uh, the Panthers, getting Sam Darnold, I feel like will really help them, you know, finally him finally being in a system where he has um, a lot of talent. And I like Matt rule as a coach and a motivator. Um, their offense should be really fun and interesting to watch. Um, and I like that really like the Terrace Marshall pick. I feel like getting that third receiver in, as a replacement for uh, Curtis Samuel was really big in the off season. Um, and even getting Chubba Hubbard, even though he's a, you know, a backup back, he will be, you know, I think I still think utilized a lot in different ways, kind of like we saw with Mike Davis, you know, Mm -hmm. even when McCaffrey was healthy. Um, so I feel like they're, they're an interesting team and the Falcons, you know, even though losing Julio was big for them, I feel like it might be a little overrated because getting a player like Kyle Pitts in the draft, you know, I feel like immediately kind of helps. Um, you know, move that offense forward for the future. They really don't have any cap space to be able to add weapons. And so to be able to keep that offense intact um, for another season, um, I feel like we'll really, really be able to help. And who knows if Matt Ryan can kind of find a new spark again with some young, fresh talent um, that maybe they could also kind of make a wild card run again, because that team still has a lot of, you know, they still have a really good offensive line, um, and they, you know, having Kyle Pitts and Hunter Henry, you know, gives them good depth at tight end. And uh, uh, Hunter Henry. Yeah. Or oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Har- uh, what's that? Hunter Harvey. Hayden yeah, Hurst. Sorry. Hayden Hurst. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, no, I like the Falcons. I like the Falcons. Yeah, they should be fun. <laughs> except for we have no idea who their running back is going to be i do like my, I, I do like mike, mike davis, davis. yeah I mean, like he, he's a very underrated player and he he should be able to take the volume Hopefully. you know of all the carries yeah and they got wayne gallman who if anything they have at least two solid backs who can split the carries I, wayne gallman was pretty solid for the giants last year yeah no he yeah. was he was a very solid player i was honestly surprised that he got cut from the niners yeah, that was weird. They just have like 17 running backs that they could pick from. So, do you have anything um, to add to the AFC? Yeah, AFC I mean, 
I don't know. I don't really like this division. I think it's the Bucks by pretty much a landslide. I don't think the Saints will be very good this year. I just – I don't know. They lost a few pieces on defense. They're getting older, and who knows what Jameis is going to be like. And, I mean, their receivers without Michael Thomas are questionable. And Kamara's just going to be relied on too much. So, I'm not sure about them. They'll be up in the air. Uh, Panthers, they've got a good good offense and pretty solid young defense, but I don't think they'll be pushing much for a wild card. And then the Falcons, um, I just think there's a lot of holes there, to be honest. So, um, we'll see. They've got – uh, Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley, who are very, very good. So Matt Ryan should be able to sling it a little bit if he's still got it. But I just think there's too many holes. Yeah, I can agree with most of that. I I do think the Saints will be better than what you just said. Um, and I really hope Jawan Johnson ends up being – I think he's a really fun player to keep an eye on uh, fantasy-wise. Anybody, if you're looking for a tight end, Jawan Johnson could be that guy. Converted yeah, wide receiver. I didn't realize they moved him to tight end. Yeah, so he should be an interesting player to watch, uh, especially week one against Green Bay, which segues into the NFC North. Yeah. Who uh, has the Green Bay Packers in it? The hometown team of the yours truly. Uh, I don't see a way we really lose the division unless Aaron Rodgers gets injured. That's usually been the case. I think our defense has actually improved a decent amount from last season to this season because Kevin King's broke ass won't be our second water <laughs> cornerback anymore. Um, so if Eric Stokes is even just all right, I think the team takes a big step up and then offensively we're going to be, it's going to be tough the first six weeks since Bakhtiari is on the pup, but I think we can weather the storm. Um, Elgin Jenkins has proven that he can play anywhere on the line. He's proven that he's one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. So I'm, Pretty confident that he'll be fine at left tackle for at least a replacement role um, until Bakhtiari's back. Uh, I'd say that's the biggest question mark. So as long as the Packers can weather those first six games, they should be fine for the playoffs. I was a little too overconfident when I started out that uh, this, because obviously a lot of things can go wrong, but with Aaron Rodgers, I feel pretty confident that the Packers win this division. Um, I think the bears are probably the second favorite. I don't know why I just, I like the defense more on that team. And if Justin Fields is decent, I think their roster is better suited to be second best team in that division. Thoughts? Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like the I feel like this should be the Packers division to lose. I mean, they they have such they have everything going for them. I feel like you know, as with Rogers coming back, um, you know, they have they said the basically the same team as they did last, the, the same team they had last year. And I feel like if Rodgers complete, you know, com- continues to have that MVP caliber play from last season, you know, they should easily be up there among the top three seeds in the NFC. Um, I feel like uh, they don't really have any challengers to for, for them for the division title at all. Um, I just don't see the Vikings um, getting up there again. You know, I feel like that their that defense is completely gone you know the, the the reputation that they once had is completely diminished um mm. and they don't have a good offensive line they like uh, they have to rely on the talent of their receiving core and their running back 
And I, I just don't know if Kirk Cousins is really good enough to really, you know, push that team forward to make the playoffs. So I really expect this to be a kind of a down, down season for the Vikings. Um, the Bears, you know, their situation is only as good as Justin Fields takes them, you know, and which we don't even know when he'll start. Um, you know, Andy Dalton is still listed to be the starter for current currently. They do have a, a do have a solid defense, although their cornerback situation is pretty dire. They really only have Jalen Johnson as a starter, and everybody else is, you know, like outcasts from other teams like Artie Burns and Kendall Vildor. And it's their 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 cornerback situation is awful. So yeah, uh, great. yeah, so it's it's just really not a good situation for them. And obviously the Lions, they may be a pesky team with Jared Goff as the starter because he's not like terrible enough to be like uh you to you know to not win you games but you know they could still they could still because they could still uh go against some opponents because of you know he's competent enough as, as a starter but yeah. they 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 just have they just have no depth so i can't see them winning more than on five games yeah it's going to be a brutal year like usual for the lions i don't think there's been a fun year for the lions and yeah no when's the last time they made the playoffs was that um i think it was the year it was it was it was the year uh i think it was actually 2018 they made the wild card and they went on the road to seattle and they i think uh the seahawks beat them like 20 to 6 or something like that 21 to 6 21 to 3 it was a really (laughs) shitty game (laughs) so i agree with you guys um packers are gonna take the division I think the Bears are the second best team just with the defense. And I think Justin Fields ends up starting sooner rather than later. I, I'm i not high on the Vikings at all. Dalvin Cook's good and, you know, Justin Jefferson. But that defense has a lot of holes. And I just don't think Captain Kirk is it at all. And – for the Lions, the poor little Lions, um, they get no love. But, I mean, I'd never get to watch them on TV except Thanksgiving, and I just see them losing every game. But I'll definitely be tuned in <laughs> for MCDC's press conf- post-game press conferences. He's absolutely electric, and I can't wait for their first win because he's going to be going absolutely crazy. So, <laughs> I'll be tuned in to see MCDC's theatrics and hopefully he can uh, get the culture built right there in Detroit, build a, build a little winner over there. Not likely, but you never know. Uh, okay. I think we can move on. We'll move on to the NFC East. Um, the second most interesting division in the NFC, I would say. Uh, maybe not the most talented, but definitely most interesting definitely was last year <laughs> with the amount of terrible teams but i think they're the teams are all much improved besides the eagles i think especially the um the football team the football team <laughs> and the cowboys we'll see how good the cowboys are tonight actually we probably won't because i think i don't think this is going to be a very telling game tonight but um so right now DraftKings has the cowboys as the favorites at plus 150 and football team at second at plus 200. So it's pretty much a toss up there. I think I'd lean football team 
just because I trust their defense. I think they're going to have a good defense, and I think their offense is going to be solid. I really like Antonio Gibson. And obviously losing Curtis Samuel for however long they're going to lose him yeah. is definitely tough. But I think they have Sims and they have Deami Brown to kind of replace that production along with obviously, you know what you're getting with McLaurin. And as long as Fitzpatrick can be usable for half the season, like he usually is. Um, I think Heineke is also a, definitely a solid backup. So between those two guys, quarterback play shouldn't be a huge problem, especially with a defense that's as solid as. And then obviously the Cowboys, we'll see how healthy Dak is starting week one here. Uh, they obviously have a ton of talent. Offensive line isn't what it used to be. Still very good offensive line, just not undisputed number one where DeMarco Murray can break the, or almost break the rushing record along with anybody else. Uh, but we'll see. And then I have Jalen Hurts on my fantasy team, so I'm hoping the Eagles have a better than expected season. And the Giants, if I don't, I like the weapons on that team too. I'm, I guess I'm just yeah. doing a little rundown right now. But I like the Giants' weapons. We'll see if the defense has improved. I, they've made some adjustments. I think they should be all right. Um, I still think taking Kadarius Tony in the first round was kind of a mistake, um, given their current roster situation. I think between the players that are on the roster already and then adding Kenny Galladay, there was not really a need for that, but you never know. Anyway, thoughts there, boys and girls? <laughs> Same level, I feel boys are, they should be the best of the bunch um, because of just how good and dynamic their offense should be. I mean, and we, we might not really see that tonight, especially with Zach Martin being out, but they do have three great uh, threats at wide receiver. And whenever, whenever Dak is healthy, Zeke is always, you know, a decent option at running back. Um, but it's really just the, the health of this offensive line is critical for their success because it's, it's the, they just don't have the elite offensive line that they had in the past. Um, and their defense is still in shambles. Um, and players like Leighton Vander need to kind of get back to the level that they, they once were at. Um, he had a very kind of down season last year, not only with injury, but also with play. Um, so I feel like their, their elite talent that uh, that what that once was is is no longer the uh, is no like the strengths that they strengths they used to have are no longer really their strengths mm -hmm. and now they've become a, a great passing offense um, and like with, with Washington you know their defense is very exciting and I feel like you know if Ryan Fitzpatrick can really lead this team um, you know he is really the key to their success because they should have enough talent to be able to also win the division. Um, I feel like they're just as good as the Cowboys, you know, if not better, if Ryan Fitzpatrick can play at a high level, but he's, but he's always a quarterback where it's, you know, it's kind of a question mark of what you're going to get, but, you know, as we've seen in some seasons, like with the dolphins, you know, he's been a very productive quarterback at times. Um, and, you know, I agree, I agree with you Schultz. I do feel like the giants do have a lot of talent. It's just whether or not that team can really, command the respect of Joe judge. And I feel like that has been kind of a problem. They kind of have a lot of team chemistry issues because of that. Um, and so uh, I'm, you know, that's the really big question for me is whether or not they can really play as a team. Um, but with Daniel Jones, I feel like he's a very underrated quarterback prospect, like he's kind of been forgotten about because of, you know, being on the giants and sort of kind of kind of know what he is at this point. But I still feel like there could be potential for him to improve, um, especially with the, the weapons they have now at at, um, at receiver. 
Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really feel like it's between the, the Cowboys and, um, and Washington. Um, I don't really see uh, the Eagles being a factor just because their quarterback situation is so murky. I do like Jalen Hurts from a fantasy perspective, but from a real life perspective, I, I really don't know if, yeah, if he's if he's going to be the guy for them to be able to to win games. And they just still have their they're still such an old team. They still have so much of that talent from the previous you know run they've went on uh, for the Super Bowl. And I feel like they just kind of have to figure out like, like which guys do we keep, which do we trade, you know, like how do we really kind of build this roster for the future instead of just kind of throwing the same thing out there all the time. And you know, and, and I think the, the big the big key of that is like they they have this tight end situation where they were going to trade away Zach Ertz. And then he said, okay, I want to stay with the team now. <laughs> I love yeah, playing that was the, I love playing for the Eagles. And it seemed like everybody was ready to kind of go with Dallas Goddard as the guy, <laughs> especially since he had a great season yeah. last year. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The Eagles are, you know, they're, they're kind of a team that's kind of wait and see on. They were tied up with the Deshaun Watson rumors, you know, all off season. And then that kind of, you know, didn't happen. So it's, it's, it's very strange where this team is going because I feel like their front office probably believes that they're a quarterback away from still, you know, making the playoffs, but like from, you know, a long-term perspective, it's like, wait, like where's this team really going? I agree. Bennett? Yeah, I think this division's a complete toss-up. I think every team has an argument for to make their case to win the division and also lose the division. I just think there's not a big gap between each team. I think the Eagles are a little bit lower than the other three, but I think the other three are all around the same point. Um, like you said, great defense in Washington, great weapons for the Giants. And then the Cowboys have a solid roster. We'll we'll just see how they put it together. Um, it just they have they just haven't been able to put it together. So you can say all the individual talent is very good, which it is on an individual level, but they just haven't put it together. Whether it's injuries or just not having it, so we'll see. I think that division's completely open. I don't think there's any front runner necessarily, and. I mean, the Giants have solid young pieces on defense, too. They can continue to grow. Leonard Williams is solid, and James Bradbury is arguably a top-10 corner in the NFL. So we'll see how they can, that young defense continues to develop, along with Daniel Jones at the helm for quarterback. I just think there's a lot of potential there, but there's also the potential that they just don't perform. So I think uh, – I'd say my favorite at the moment is the football team, but I think it's wide open. We're doing that across the board, football team across the board. Yeah, let's say football team. All right, let's go football team. And we're going to close out with definitely the most exciting division in the NFC, uh, hands down. Uh, the NFC West will let the Seattle Seahawks diehard fan himself let this one <laughs> get started. Yeah, no, I'm 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 excited for this division race as well. It should be a lot of fun. I'm I I, I do think the Seahawks will win the division. Um, no bias, no bias. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I I just I just I do feel like that the Seahawks 
do have the best quarterback situation in this division. I mean, obviously Russ is, you know, a top five quarterback in the NFL, arguably, I'd say definitively. Um, and I, and I'd say, you know, you know, even though, uh, like this, I feel like the Seahawks have, you know, really overcome a lot of poor coaching decisions and, uh, um, a, a defense that is completely not what it used to be. Um, but there's still so many exciting things about this team. In my opinion, I love, you know, the tandem of DK and Tyler Lockett. And I think drafting Dwayne Eskridge is really exciting. Um, getting a new offensive coordinator and Shane Waldron from the Rams, I feel like should really give, give our offense some new life. Um, getting Gabe Jackson from the Raiders, I feel like was a, a, a big improvement for our guard, for our offensive line. Um, and, you know, I think Jamal Adams, having a coming into the season completely healthy is just going to be, you know, I feel like we could see him come back to that all pro level that he was playing with the jets. And I think one of the big things last year is that he wasn't completely healthy, wasn't as sharp as he was in coverage as he was in New York. So I feel like having that and also just having so much speed coming on the outside with uh, some new defensive linemen signed and everything. I think the defense is going to be a lot better than people think the cornerback situation is a little murky, but um, DJ Reed was very solid last year and he's slated to be a starter um, and getting Sidney Jones from the Jaguars. I feel like he's a, he's a player that had a ton of potential coming from college um, and uh, if he can just be in a comfortable situation, I think he could be a very solid player. So I think, you know, there are definitely some upside positions there, at, you know, at, at corner. And even Marquise Blair is a player who has kind of had some injury troubles, but was a second round pick. And in the preseason game against the Chargers, he showed up, he showed a lot of potential doing nickel blitzes and things like that. So I feel like we can we have a lot of different looks, especially from a pass rushing perspective, to be able to throw at teams. So I'm really excited to be able to see that. Um, and so I think with having you know a top tier offense and maybe some a little bit of creativity on defense, and that this team should be really exciting to watch um, this season. Um, you know, I, I I expect them to win the division, especially if Russell Wilson is healthy throughout the entire year, which I mean we should expect because he's never missed a game. Um, and I just feel like, what do you think the, the biggest threat is? Yeah. I, I was about to get there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, yeah, sorry about that. I had to talk no about the, the Seahawks a little longer than most other teams. <laughs> no, <that's fair. laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I really, I really actually like Arizona just because of the fact that Kyler Murray, you know, it could take a big step forward. I like the receivers that they've gotten. Rondell Moore is a really exciting prospect. And even, you know, AJ Green getting a new, like a fresh scenery, I feel like could do some, you know, good for a, a good, like a, a, you know, a historic veteran like him. And, mm-hmm. you know, getting some good pass rushers like JJ Watt and things like that on, on defense should really help them out. Um, I think they could be a sleeper team to make the playoffs. And I also just feel like that the, the Rams and the Niners are a, a little overrated going into the season. I think the Rams are going to be a very solid team. Um, you know, defensively, obviously they still have a, a great unit and getting Matthew Stafford is an improvement over Jared Goff, but I don't know if it's as much of an, an improvement as some of the public perceives it to be. 
And I think that, um, you know, there could be some moments where there are growing pains with, with Stafford. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be an immediate, you know, like, oh, wow, this team is like Super Bowl ready. And I could see some, I could see some moments, especially with a little bit of defensive regression because they were arguably the best defense all last season. Mm-hmm. So I, so I feel like, so I feel like that they're, they, that they should, you know, I, I would kind of temper my expectations for them a little bit. And with the Niners, because even though I feel like the Niners have a complete roster, they're starting Jimmy G. I still feel like is will lose them more games than really, you know, with any, even like, it's not that I feel like Trey Lance should be the starter. It's just that I, I feel like even if he is starting, I, either situation has a lot of question marks because with Jimmy G you're throwing out kind of an average quarterback out there with a good roster. And that kind of leaves you susceptible to losing to kind of bad teams. And mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like, with Trey Lance, if you throw him out there too early, then, you know, there are certain points in the preseason, like where he showed both brilliance and also, you know, incredible risk in terms of taking sacks and turnovers. So it's, I don't, it's, it's kind of, they're in a tough situation because they have this elite roster, but I don't feel like they're they're They have to kind of go with Jimmy Garoppolo because it's the most comfortable option, even though it doesn't really provide them any upside. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would definitely – so I, I'm glad that you said the Cardinals were a sleeper team because I was looking at the four, and I feel like the Cardinals are really disrespected in terms of odds, uh, in terms of the odds makers at – what are they? Plus 650 on DraftKings. I think that's – I think it's a lot closer. I think they should be closer to what the Seahawks are at, at the plus 275. Where they because they have a lot of potential, a lot of upside potential. So I would definitely go Cardinals as my sleeper. I think it's the Rams to lose. Um, I just think their offensive situation and their defensive situation just complete. Uh, they're a lot more of a complete team all around. Um, it's going to be weird seeing Matthew Stafford running the Sean McVay offense, just because like how herky jerky that dude like moves. It's just going to be so bizarre to see it. Um, I'm excited to see it, and I. My fantasy teams are also excited because I've stocked up on Robert Woods or Cooper Cup, depending on the league. So I'm really expecting that team. I'm expecting this team to be pretty fun to watch. Um, obviously, the defense might have a regret or regress, but they're still going to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, overall, sure. I would not want to be playing in the NFC West if I was any team because this is an absolute bloodbath of a division. Um, it's a toss up. If you put a gun to my head and say who you pick and I'd say the Rams. Um, just because of the reasons that I listed. If Trey Lance comes out and turns into an absolute stud like week six, maybe it's the 49ers. But as of right now, I think the Rams and the Seahawks definitely have the most stable quarterback situation. Uh, Kyler Murray obviously has shown a lot of promise, but we don't know if that's going to be a continual or exponential growth or not. So we don't know exactly what we're going to be getting from Kyler Murray, but Stafford and Russell Wilson, we know what we're getting. So I'm going to go Rams here just because I, I love the completeness of their team. Ben, you got anything? Yeah, I also think it's a big toss-up. Uh, <laughs> every team is solid, very solid. I I think the Rams are going to win the division also. And I think it. I'm tempted to say the 49ers will be second or first because – 
of just all the pieces that were hurt last year that are coming back and they're two years removed from a Super Bowl run, which they have a majority of those players still on the roster and they've gotten better at the weapons on offense. So we'll see how they come back in terms of health. And then the Cardinals, I think there's a lot of question marks on the defense. JJ Watt should make it a good impact and that offense should continue to grow with Kyler and, you know, he's got solid weapons on the outside and James Conner, I think honestly could have a pretty solid bounce back year. So, and then Seattle, I think they're, they're solid, definitely very good on offense. Um, I, I think there's some questions at defense, but it definitely helps having Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams. So, two very veteran and top of their position players. So they might be able to kind of patch up some of the holes there. And I think the offense will be able to score in any game that they will be in a shootout for if the defense does have a lot of holes. So I think it's a toss up, um, but I think it's going to be exciting seeing uh Matthew Stafford actually on a solid team with good weapons and a very good defense. So. All right. So that kind of concludes our divisional look. Uh, let's just do a couple last things before we wrap up. I know we're going kind of late here. Um, we don't really need to explain these. We're going to go MVP first, then coach of the year, offensive rookie, defensive rookie. So we'll go same order as usual. Uh, Chris, Ben, and then I'll just go at the end. So MVP first. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go Tom Brady. Um, I just think that the 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 uh, the Bucks will be the you know the most dominant team in the regular season, and I expect the you know last year they kind of had some struggles on offense that kind of you know um, bogged them down to being a wild card team. I don't think that will happen this year. I expect them to be consistent all season, and Tom Brady to be completely locked in, and so he'll be my MVP pick. Bennett. I'm going to go bold and say Kyler Murray. He's got three to four very solid receivers, depending on how Rondo Moore comes into the league and plays. He's got a good running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield, which will just add on to the yards and the availability of the offense. And on, on top of that, he'll have a lot of rushing yards, I would assume, just from – his little Chucky run scrambling that he does. So I think he's bound for a huge year with all the weapons and with the holes in their defense, I think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts and that'll just add to the stats. And if they have a good year with him at the helm, I think uh, that would push him up into the MVP conversation. I'm going Josh Allen with mine. Uh, I'm a big Josh Allen fan already. So this is kind of a biased pick, but, I just feel like he has so many opportunities to put up numbers. He's pretty much their running back in the red zone. So he's going to get rushing touchdowns. He's going to get the passing touchdowns. It's a really fun offense and they should be uh top three seed in. they should be, I would say probably the second seed in the AFC. So between that, between the record and the stats, I don't see a reason why Josh Allen can't win the MVP. Um, he was in the race last year and I just see him taking steps forward. He's got plenty of weapons to do it. So why not? All right. We got, Coach of the year. Is this coach of the year or is that supposed to be comeback player of the year? Let's do coach of the year. Let's do both coach yeah. of the year. So random as if we know. Yeah. Coach of the year. Mm, this is a tough one. 
Um, I um, I'm honestly gonna go with uh, Bill Belichick. I, I just because I feel like with the uh, um, with the, all the young talent they had on this team, if they were to somehow make the playoffs, win the division, I feel like that would just you know he's he would be such an obvious choice just because of how much the, the that roster has um you know gone through of losing tom brady and all the other talent over re- recent years um but they still have you know kept intact the offensive line the defense and now they've added a ton of weapons for for mac jones and i think making that decision ultimately will be would be key for him to win you know making that decision to start mac jones that is I'm going to go with Kevin Stefanski with the Browns. I think they're going to have a great year. He's been a big part in coming in and building that culture. They've had a lot of young pieces in place when he came in, and he's been able to mesh them together and continue to build with Andrew Barry at GM, build that roster and that culture. And I just think they're going to have a great year, and I think he deserves credit. Yeah, that's a really good pick. I agree. Um, I'm going to go a similar one. I'll go Cliff Kinsbury for kind of the same reason. Um, just backing or going off my point previously about the Cardinals, if they're a sleeper team and if they end up either winning that division or getting out in a playoff into the playoffs uh, out of that division, I don't see a reason why Cliff Kingsbury isn't considered. I mean, getting out of the NFC West is an accomplishment by itself, especially when you're the least favorite team to do it. Um he has enough talent too, and this team was maybe a year away last year, and they were a win away pretty much from the Super – or not the Super Bowl, from the playoffs last year, so I don't see a reason why they can't make the playoffs this year. And then similar, similarly to Stefanski, I want him, I want Cliff to get some credit. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't think Cliff's an outstanding coach, but I feel like just given the results that the Cardinals might grab, uh, that could definitely be up for grabs for him. So I guess we'll do comeback player of the year because I said it. I didn't know which one this was, but I think comeback of the year is fun. I feel like this might be a little bit of consensus, but who knows? Yeah, I feel like it's it's got to be Dak Prescott. Um, you know, I, I think uh, um, just with how much, you know, that offense needs him and how much he showed at the beginning of last season, um, you know, how, how much – like, you know, they were throwing up so many points, like so many points game after game after game, and when he went down, it was kind of, you know, a little heartbreaking just because he was having such a good season. Um, and I feel like if he plays the whole year healthy, he should definitely win because um, that offense is going to be so fun to watch. I'm going to – I agree with you with Dak. I think that's a good shout. I'm going to go different, though, and say Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to come back and return to form, and he should put up big numbers. It'll be a good story. I think he's a likable guy, and he had a pretty – ugly injury last year so him just coming back in new york's big market so that'll help him get uh the credit also and i just think he's gonna have a big year come back yeah i like both of those um i'll just i'll throw out another one just for vibes um i'll go Jameis winston for fun lasik Jameis is the comeback player of the year i mean if the saints end up making the playoffs i don't see a reason why Jameis couldn't uh kind of put up huge numbers the last time he was a starter. So if he's putting up those again this year and the Saints end up in the playoffs, could definitely see him getting some votes, maybe not winning. But you never know. I like Jameis, though. Hopefully uh, he has a good season. Definitely. Um, Yeah, so next up, Offensive Rookie of the Year. 
Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the favorite for this, but or is this offensive rookie? Yeah, offensive rookie yeah. of the year. That's what we're doing. Uh, yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably the odds favorite, but I feel like there's definitely a lot of debate that can go on with this one. Yeah, for me, it's it's either between Trevor or Zach Wilson. Um, you know, I feel like whoever is going to be able to take the most advantage of the weapons that they have, I feel like both, you know, quarterbacks have a solid core of receivers to be able to work with. Um, but, you know, based on what I was saying earlier about the Jags, I'd probably say that I'd go Trevor Lawrence just because I think, you know, the combination of just all that talent and the experience that, you know, and also just the popularity that he has as a prospect, uh, you know, I think, you know, all goes into his favor. I'm going to go with Mac Jones. I think he's Uh, in a great situation. You know, they'll probably run the ball a lot. They've got a stable of running backs behind a very good O-line, but he's going to have a ton of time with very good offensive coaching and some pretty decent weapons that he'll be able to throw to. And I'm sure uh, their defense is going to keep him in a lot of games. So they'll be uh, going for scoring a lot of the year, and I think he'll put up some big numbers. Yeah, I'm not even going to – come up with another one. I think it's between Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson. I like Mac Jones out of those just because similar reasons. I think he's probably got the best chance to make the playoffs out of those three. And I kind of, I would hope voters at least take that at least into a little bit of consideration uh, team record wise, leading your team to the playoffs as a rookie quarterback for me is definitely a plus. Uh, so yeah, I'll go Mac Jones there. And then we'll wrap up with defense, defensive rookie of the year. And then we'll just do Super Bowl picks to end it. Yeah, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Um, damn, this is a tough one just because the, it's just the, always the, hard to do that. Yeah, like the, the, this is a such a loaded defensive class, too. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm just going to give a shout out to uh, kind of a sleeper here. Uh, I like JC Horn a lot on the Panthers. And I, you know, I think the Panthers are, are, you know, kind of a, a sleeper team to make the playoffs. Um, and I think he'll have a big part of that. He, he was a really fun prospect to watch. I'm um, getting going into the drafts and he kind of leapt up, you know, leapt up draft boards going into that process. And so I think he's, you know, a great athlete, especially with the corner position. And uh, he had some great games for South Carolina last year. Um, you know, because they, you know, managed to upset some pretty big teams. Um, so, yeah, I really like him as a prospect. Uh, and so I'm going to go J.C. Horn. I'm going to be a homer and go with Quiddy Pay. He's playing on a defensive line that's very solid, and it'll take a lot of the focus away from him with DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart, who just eat humans. I think he's going to be coming off the edge. He's got a ton of speed, and he's learning more moves as he comes to the NFL. I think he's going to have around 10 sacks this year if he stays healthy. And he was the highest graded. He was the highest graded uh, pro football focus rookie, so by a lot um, in the preseason. So I'm hoping for continued success in the regular season next to those Pro Bowl caliber uh, guys on the D line with him. I'll go Jalen Phillips. Um, I, I like his upside. Um, he 
coming out of college, he was an upside prospect uh, with a lot of injury concern. So if this guy can stay healthy, he's got a very explosive, also playing on a great team in a, or a great defense in Miami. So he's going to have a lot of opportunities to kind of show that upside, that explosiveness. And if he racks up the sacks, 10 and a half, I, okay. If Quiddy Pay gets 10 and a half sacks, sacks then yeah, he's going to win rookie of the, rookie of the yeah, year, I would say. That'd but be nuts. That would be, that's a lot of sacks. I do see what you're saying. He's going to have a lot of opportunities because he's going to see a lot of single team, but 10 and a half would be electric for the Colts. And that would be, that would be crazy. Um, I guess the top two um, on DraftKings are Micah Parsons and Jamin Davis. Thoughts on either of those before we kind of wrap it up with Super Bowl picks? I think Micah Parsons is definitely in the conversation. The other one I was going to say was uh, JOK on the Browns. Mm -hmm. He's around a lot of solid pieces, so he'll be put in spots to make a lot of plays. Christopher? Yeah, I just I, – I, I... I second what Kyler just said. I, I just feel I, I feel like this is going to be a very tough award though to yeah to kind of, to kind of pin down. There's Somebody's some, going to have to put yeah. up some fat stats. Oh yeah, there's a lot of really good defensive prospects this year for sure. Definitely. All right, and then we'll close it out with some Super Bowl picks. Give me the the final and then the winner. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, Browns versus Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Um, and I'll go a final score of Browns 28, Bucks 24. We got a Browns Super a score Bowl. too. Yeah. I'm not going to give you a score, but oh. I'm going with <laughs> Bills versus the Packers. Uh, I'm rescinding on my previous statement nicholas but uh you know with the good mojo that rogers bringing back and improvement to the defense once they get takatari back they'll be a very solid team and getting aaron jones back was huge as well and i just think the bills are going to make that push they've continued to improve the last two years and i think the next step is making it to the super bowl oh i was that was my super bowl I was going to do Bills Packers. So I'm, I guess I'm all double down on it <laughs> for similar reasons, but I got Green Bay. And then I, we forgot to tell or say all of Aiden's picks. So I'll give him, I'll give you guys his MVP comeback, deploy, then offensive and defensive, and then the Super Bowl pick. So MVP's got Mahomes, basic comeback player, Dak, basic. And then uh, offensive rookie of the year, he has Justin Fields. Sleeper is Trey Sermon for him. And then defensive rookie of the year is Parsons. And then he had Super Bowl 49ers to beat the Bills. So you've heard it here first. We've thrown yeah. out a lot of different. <laughs> did we go over? A, we didn't go over defensive player of the year, I don't think. Yeah, I, I just realized that. Yeah, yeah, we did not. Let's do that, and then we'll get out of here. All right, he has Aaron Donald. Yeah, he has Aaron Donald. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one's a, this is a, also a tough one, but um, I, think, I think I would have to go with uh, – you know, I, I'm going to go for a little bit of Homer one with this one. I, I, I really like the potential of Jamal Adams having a real big season for the Seahawks this year. Last season, you know, with kind of how average he played, he still broke the, the safety record for sacks in a season with nine. So I feel like if he just is healthy all year, he's going to probably beat that record. 
Um, and I just think he's going to really be a key part of our success this year, for sure. So I'm going to go Jamal Adams. I'm going to be a homer again and go Darius Leonard. <laughs> he's <laughs> an elite linebacker. He can get sacks, and he's very well in coverage, and he forces a lot of turnovers. So I think he's going to have a lot of tackles, a lot of sacks, and a lot of interceptions and forced fumbles. So I think that'll push him to defensive player of the year. Yeah, I'm going to be a homer. Take Jair. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't put up enough stats for that. Uh, I'll go Miles Garrett. I think he's going to be unbelievable this year. And if he just puts up enough sacks, I think he's got a great chance. He's going to be on a great team. And I like rooting for Miles Garrett. He's an absolute freak. Yeah, he's a fun player. <sighs> Any closing thoughts, lads? Otherwise, we'll get out of here. Yeah, uh, so this one went a little long. It's the first one of the year, so uh, we'll usually be giving out some betting picks for the week. And in the meantime, follow Slat Locks. He consistently posts his bets for the week um, for college as well. So give him a follow. You can fade him if you want. Sometimes they lose. You can check the record in the in the name, but – We'll also be giving some bets, so stay tuned. Um, yeah, I'd just like to correct myself on a couple of things. Yeah, Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst, and Hayden Hurst. Uh, that is the second <laughs> tight end for the Falcons, not whoever the hell I said earlier. And then uh, also Orlando Brown is not missing the first yeah. couple of games of the season. Uh, I was kind of thinking about Eric Fisher, but he's playing anyway. So, yeah, and he's on the Colts now. So, booyah. Booyah. All right. Spotler homecoming. We're going to have fun this weekend. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>